the Adoption Door. This is a place of non-judgment where you can share and listen to stories about people's experiences with adoption. I'm your host, Andres, and if you'd like to share your story, just drop me an email at theadoptiondoor at gmail.com. You can either write it and I'll read it on the podcast, or you can record it yourself. Either method is fine, and we welcome all stories. Before we get started today, I would like to let you know about a website that I feel may be beneficial to someone out there, and I feel it's important to mention. This website is nationaladoptionhotline.org, and it's designed to get your adoption questions answered quickly. They help those wanting to learn more about placing their baby or child for adoption, as well as healthcare professionals needing information for patient or client. The National Adoption Hotline is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to answer your questions about adoption. The number is 1-800-923-6602. They have trained and experienced staff available to answer your questions and offer you the referrals you may need. They have some great resources on their page. I highly recommend it. I'll be placing a link on it, uh, to it on my social media pages, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, my webpage, theadoptiondoor.net. All right, now that that's taken care of, let's get into this episode number six. Today, I have a special guest on the show, my daughter, Ella. She's 16 and would like to give her perspective on being the daughter of an adopted parent. Also, I'd like to mention that she has Tourette syndrome. Hello, Ella, and welcome, and thanks for taking time out to be here. Hey, and uh, thanks for having me. Um, so as you said before, I do have Tourette syndrome. Uh, briefly, I would like to mention that Tourette syndrome is a neurological disorder where basically I can't control things I say or do, um, such as I, you will hear popping, ticking, uh, sniffling, um, coughing, and like lip trilling. And you'll hear it through the duration of the podcast. So um, yeah, just a, just a little PSA warning for it. So, yeah. All right. Thank you. Well, okay. Let's, uh, let's get into this. Um, so what's it like to have an adopted parent? It's very interesting because you feel like, you know, there's like a whole different separate kind of, um, you know, uh, what's the word culture that you l- would love to explore. And, you know, such as grandparents, my grandma's from Switzerland, dad's from Grandpa's from LA, you're from El Salvador, you know, it's a whole bunch of different cultures in one room, but it's also weird because I realize that I'm not even related to my grandparents. So I think that it's just so, it's very interesting because I'm, it's a a different perspective on every single type of thing. I get to see it from secondhand and I get to see it firsthand, especially with, um, language and stuff you know my grandma knows what four different languages and it's really yeah and it's really interesting because I only know one you know and just to see how in a room full of different people there's so many different cultures and lives that I get to learn about you know that's true that's very true and um you know we we have discussed before about my culture, where I'm from, uh, I'm from, like I said, El Salvador, but uh, I'm actually of Mayan descent. So that was a whole nother learning experience for me. And how has that shaped your perspective, knowing that? Well, as I grew up, I did know that I was Mayan and stuff, but I didn't really know what it meant. You know, I was, um, 
I, I didn't really know what it meant to be Mayan. I didn't know the culture. I knew that it was from um, like Mexico or near Mexico. I didn't know exactly where, but I knew it was it was somewhere there. And um, I always I was never ashamed of it. I always was proud of it. And I always always said that I was Mayan and stuff. But you know, it was it wasn't. I didn't really know what it meant. Yeah, that's it. There's a lot to learn about it, and I mean, there's it's an entire uh, culture and society that uh, still does exist, but not as prevalent as it once was. Uh, I think there's anywhere between, depending on who you ask, six to uh, ten million. I think it is left of us in the world, um, and there's uh, and as I've mentioned on a previous episode, there's about thirty two different languages that they do speak. Uh, they don't speak all of them anymore, but they, uh, they at one point did have 32 languages, but, uh, so how does that, how does having a, a father who's adopted versus having a mother who's not adopted? How, what, what's the difference in your perspective? Well, um, the difference was definitely, um, I didn't get the full aspect because, you know, um, my grandparents did, um, on your side, they didn't really teach you your language or your culture, um, all that much. And, you know, it, it's affected me because I, you know, haven't gotten to learn, learn it despite my mom. Um, you know, I get to know the different types of cultures I have because it's mostly Russian and Turkish. So I get to eat the food of, you know, like Petamech or like, you know, all these different types. And it's just, such a culture and, and it's really nice, but you know, I don't really know both sides of it. You know, as a mixed person, it's very confusing because, you know, I don't know, you know, what to call myself, you know, for years, I didn't know if I was, I didn't see a box that marked Hispanic, but I didn't realize I wasn't Hispanic. Apparently it's American Indian. And I only found out that recently, you know, um, and including, I actually did the math with how many people are in the world versus how many minds are left. And it's less than, um, it's like 0.023%. And it's, you know, it feels weird being one of the last ones, you know, versus being half of something that's like largely around and versus like near extinct. Yeah, that's true. And, um, you know, being Central American Indian is, is, uh, is definitely something to be proud of. Um, I know that we don't really, I, I try to teach you about the culture of what I know and I share that with you. Uh, but, uh, you know, I have a limited understanding and, and, and whatnot. I, I should know more, but I really, I don't, unfortunately. Um, but you know, I, I had a different experience growing up too, because I did both of my parents were, or are from, you know, different places that I'm from. And, you know, as, as I had mentioned this in my previous episode that I had a hard time kind of trying to identify with who I belonged to or, or, or where I belonged, uh, demographically. So, you know, I, I'm not Hispanic, but I'm from a largely Hispanic country. And so, you know, it's, it's like when I, fill out an application for something they, you know, they say, who, where are you from? Are you Hispanic? Are you this or you that? And the answer is, well, none of these. So it always other. Always other. <laughs> yeah. Always other. Um, that's a good point. But, 
so that have you really have you struggled with identity yeah a lot? yeah absolutely you know um as growing up i as a having a, a white mother um she always straightened my hair she always you know like dressed me in a way that's like not part of my culture at all and um you know as i've grown up more and as i realize to tar- start taking care of my other part my i started taking my hair and it's curlier than i actually thought my i know the colors i wore were like pink and blue and then i realized that colors like red and orange you know as mine's like to wear flowers and stuff i start to realize that i do need to start taking care of the part that i didn't really know about you know and you know as it kind of it makes me upset because i've never really spoken the language you know i've been teaching myself some words but you know i never really got to grow up speaking it you know in the household that you know only spoke it and i didn't even know i only know a couple words of spanish i took spanish too at most and you know it's just a little it's a little difficult because i i can say people ask me what are you and i say i'm mine but i don't really feel it because i haven't really grown up as such you know i get <laughs> As my friends like to say, I look the most cultured out of all of them. But yeah, I'm the least cultured. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, um, it's been interesting because I'm not really sure how, how much I can teach you. I want to, I want to show you as much as possible. Um, but, my, you know, like I said before, my understanding and knowledge of the culture is limited because I grew up with Caucasian parents and they're wonderful people. Don't get me wrong. They're wonderful people, but uh, I just didn't have that connection with my ancestry. So I didn't grow up, you know, learning about my culture and how they spoke and what they spoke and what they ate and uh, how they lived and whatnot. So all these things, you know, shaped me into, of course, who I am today uh, and I'm very proud of who I am today, but I, I identify more with, um, sort of a, for lack of a better term, a Caucasian culture and, um, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I would love to have known more about where I'm from and, and all that stuff. So that would have been, I think, really beneficial for me, but it's never too late to learn. So definitely, I believe that you know, both you and I still have a lot of time to, to learn about who we we really are. Yeah, you know? yeah no, definitely. I, I feel that way too, especially in the latest of years. I can, I think that I can, you and I can both tell that I've definitely embraced it a lot more and stuff. Um, you know, you said like growing up with Caucasian parents, you know, I feel like, I feel like if it weren't for the fact that I'm, don't look white, if I was, I, you know, you wouldn't really, couldn't really tell because I've been so whitewashed. It's kind of, you know, that's also the struggle I have with identity, you know? I, you know, sound like it. I, you know, almost act like it, but I don't look the part. Yeah, definitely. I, I certainly understand that. I've always been acute, well, not, I shouldn't say always, but I have been accused of, of being, uh, I was one, actually was once told that I was too white. Uh, I don't really know what that means, but, um, you know, I, 
I just thought that was kind of an odd statement. Um, a little offensive, to be honest with you, because yeah. um, there's nothing wrong with being white. But um, I just didn't, I just, I don't know. I I guess my, the way I dress and um, whatnot, but... Yeah, you know, I, I grew up in an upper middle class uh, neighborhood and, um, you know, I had all all the things I ever wanted in my life and uh, that's just how things were. Uh, I'm, I'm very grateful, but uh, I would love, love to learn more about where I'm from. Um, now, going on to what you were mentioning about well, me being adopted, there's questions of health and everything that pops up for me is new. Uh, you know, with some people they have who have biological parents or they know about their, uh, their biological parents. Uh, they know what their medical conditions could be because they have medical history. I don't have a medical history. So everything that pops up for me is new. Um, so having, you know, being bipolar, that was a complete surprise in a, in a way, not really in some ways, but uh, it was a surprise. But w coming from the health perspective, what, where do you, how do you feel about that? Well, um, like I remember you said in one of your other podcasts that you were diagnosed with ADHD, right? right. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Yes. I too was diagnosed with AD, uh, ADHD when I was about fourth or fifth grade, I think. I've been medicated ever since and stuff, but you were just diagnosed and stuff. You know, it's... Yeah, about six months ago. Yeah, it was, you know, it's always weird. It's like, oh, you know, I ha you haven't. It's like, oh, like, where is it from? And it's like, then where is it from you? You know, I got, you know, you got uh, scoliosis. I got scoliosis. Um, I have Tourette syndrome, as I mentioned earlier, that um, I don't think I really got from my mom's side. I think I got it from your side of the family and... <laughs> Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, I got, you know, I just got so many things and it's just, I'm discovering it even more, um, like even more as the years pass on, you know, I'm like, I have to wonder, do I have bipolar disorder and stuff? Do I have things that I don't even know about? Do I have accumulation of different types of mental, neurological, um, physical disorders that I don't even know yet. And it'll pop up when I'm, when I'm 40, you know, and be like, Oh, that makes sense. That's why I do this. That's why I do that. And, you know, I not knowing what's in my future, you know, it kind of scary, you know, I don't know whether I'll be healthy or not by the time I'm 60. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that. I really do. Um, I, you know, like I said, everything for me is a surprise, but you know, you, I think well, genetically, you, you know, people are predisposed for things. And so their, their parents, you know, if they have biological parents that they, they live with, uh, they, they, their parents may have issues um, like uh, heart disease and uh, other ailments and they may never get it. So just because your parents have it or don't have it doesn't mean you will or won't get it but it there's, there are good indicators yeah yeah like um, um my grandma my mom's side she's deaf and stuff and i think i'm pretty sure it skips a generation 
um, and stuff. And I don't, I'm scared that I might get it, you know, like, but like, I already know that I know it's a, uh, might be a thing or I might get breast cancer or, or some sort of something, but I know it might happen, you know, so I'm prepared and I'm ready for it. But with you, it's more like a surprise package, really. You know, you don't know what you're going to (laughs) get. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of a cornucopia of horrors. (laughs) But uh, um, it's 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 not all bad. You know, um, you know, I do have some good characteristics and traits, I believe. Um, That's my story and I'm sticking to it. But, um, you know, that's definitely a a good point uh, that you made. Um, And speaking of points, what's your viewpoint of adoption as a concept adoption i really like it you know especially like like of health as well if you don't want to pass on something to your children and you don't want to have like have what you have you can adopt and you get a whole person and it's something that's a whole different thing you know you 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 can adopt anyone from anywhere from Africa or China and something, and you can learn about a whole new culture, you know, as long as you teach it to them, you know, as long as you appreciate it with them. But, you know, you get a whole different person that, you know, you you didn't make, but it's still a miracle at the same time because, you know, it's just uh, having, I don't know, but I feel like if I were to adopt, you know, if I didn't want kids because of my health problems, I would definitely want to adopt because, you know, just having a, a different person to give me a new perspective, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely helpful, especially for people who can't have kids because of health problems or don't want to, or a whole b- bunch of different circumstances, you know, who just eat, they can have kids and they're healthy and they're able to, but want to adopt because, you know, just, you want to help. You want to help someone. You want to give them an opportunity that maybe their parents could never have. You know, you get to show them a whole new um, type of living and a whole new, <laughs> a whole new world. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I know uh, that I would definitely not have the life that I have now had I stayed where I was born. Um, because back in the 1970s, there was a civil war and a lot of bad things happened down there. And it's, it, it's not the wealthiest country. Um, so I have so many more opportunities where I am here in the United States. And I'm very grateful for all of those opportunities and all the opportunities that my, my parents have afforded me, my, my uh, adoptive parents have afforded me. Uh, I just... I can't say enough about them because they're just wonderful people and I'm so grateful f- for all they've done. And, um, I just, yeah, that's, so that's, that's basically it. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I'm really glad we, I was able to come on here and just give my perspective on it. Cause you know, having, being adopted yourself is so much more different than having someone not being adopted. And, uh, from my viewpoint, it's a, it's a different experience because, you know, you're, you're raised by people who aren't, you know, biologically, you know, related to you, but you still feel like you are, you know, their family. And it doesn't matter if you're related to them or not. Family is whoever you call family. It's whoever makes you feel 
like a family. And, you know, because even though I have biological parents, you're still my family. You might not have biological, you don't have biological parents, but it's still family. It's family either way. And, you know, just saying, saying my viewpoint on it, it, you know, definitely, you know, show people who are adopted the viewpoint of people who aren't adopted and vice versa. Right. No, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. And you're wise beyond your years to, uh, to grasp that concept. Um, but okay. Well, um, thank you for taking the time to be here. Yeah, of course. Okay. That's it for episode number six. Ellen and I hope this has been beneficial for you in some way. And please keep in mind the website I mentioned earlier, nationaladoptionhotline.org. If you have any questions about this process of placing your child up for adoption, the number once again is 1-800-923-6602. Also, if you'd like to share your story about adoption, again, just email me at theadoptiondoor at gmail.com. I'll soon be adding a Patreon to the mix to keep things uh, going. I'd also like to mention that I've added some books on my website about adoption. I have three categories, those for children, teens, and adults. If you purchase them from the link on my website, theadoptiondoor.net, it does help me out a little. Thank you in advance. And you can find The Adoption Door on all major podcast platforms and YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Once again, I'm your host, Andres. Thanks for listening to The Adoption Door. The Adoption Door.